2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Self Helpless. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And we have got your Topic today, you guys <laughs> voted on it on Patreon, yeah. and we are doing it. We're finally doing working in a male-dominated field. Yeah, Ooh. helps there's choice, y'all. Highly yes. requested uh, for a while. Though, highly yes. requested
0: for a very long time. People have been wanting so it, so we're finally yeah. getting around to it.
2: Yeah, so we're finally we're going to talk about what fields are male-dominated, why women don't participate in these spaces as much, and advice for how to thrive in those fields if you are not a man, you're not a man, <laughs> if
1: you, you're the man uh we have a quotable hit me this is uh from cheryl sandberg it's in her quote uh, i'm sorry in her book called lean in women work and the will to lead and the quote is we cannot change what we are not aware of and once we are aware we cannot help but change Mm -hmm. boom Boom, cheryl knowledge is power (laughs) okay yes i like that i really like
2: that i really like that although i will say Once I am aware of my issues, I cannot always change them immediately.
0: That is true. Totally, it takes a it's a process. It is a process because I mean habits, certain habits you've had your entire life. Yeah, you can't just undo those in a week. Yeah, Yeah, you know it's got to ease into it. Yeah, I I feel to me
1: like she isn't she speaking a little bit more of like once we see like injustice in the workplace. Oh, maybe yeah. We got
2: to change it. That's true. I made it about me because I'm a narcissist. <laughs>
1: but it, you're probably right. It's probably well, about the world. So. I felt like it was a little bit more like Beyonce. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we need to yeah. change. Yeah, you're right.
0: I feel like a lot of people see injustice and they're still afraid to do stuff about it, though. Yeah. I think we'd like to think you see unjustice and we're like, all right, we're gonna fucking Wait, do this. Are you saying unjustice? Injustice. injustice? injustice. You, said I I say? un- you said unjustice. Oh my god. You said
1: unjustice. Unjustice twice. You did I was oh gonna god. let it go the first time. <laughs>
0: injustice. What okay, you guys, it's like twelve it's like twelve AM here. I don't know, it's late. It's it's um, like nine, <laughs> it's but nine you know. To Delaney. It's my bedtime. <laughs> um it's like, oh my god, what what were I doing the other day where I was was I saying echo friendly instead of eco friendly? Oh, oh no! Sometimes in my head it sounds great, and then when it comes out of my body, it's like something happened. It's like a game of telephone. <laughs> Sorry, like guys. Both. <laughs> both you and me were like, we're gonna let the first one. Go.
1: We did, and then you said <laughs> injustice again, and I was like, we cannot let this be the representation the of our entire podcast. <laughs> if there's a new listener. I mean, people are judgy. You know, if this listening in for the first time and their first 30 Uh, seconds is somebody saying unjustice twice, I'm like, listen, listen.
0: I know. know. And you know what the worst is? I know logically it's injustice, you know? I read books, you know? But like,. (laughs) Hey, sometimes it just doesn't, okay. it doesn't compute. But, you That's know, okay. I'm justice. Opposite of justice, you guys. It works. Oh <laughs> <goodness, no. laughs>
1: what a new word here. You are not going <laughs> outside enough. I think is what's You have really been talking to your dog too much. Yeah. I really
0: am not. Yeah, I'm using too much baby, baby voices all day and That's then no real so. human interaction. You're starting
1: to use the reasoning that you use for your outfits towards the <laughs> English language. Where you're like, you know what? I like, <laughs> I like it. I like it. So it covers except the- me for who I am.
0: It's going too far. Where we have to be like, no, that's uh, not a word. That's not a word, though. Oh, you guys, I apologize for my uh, injustice. Uh, <laughs> your my, my unjust behavior. righty. Uh, what are we doing here? Stats want- and facts. <laughs> yep. We need to set this baby up? All right, I'm going guys. For Adele. <laughs> here we go. Male-dominated occupations are those that com- compromise. Twenty-five percent. No, no, that's not the America. word. But it's a typo in the document. <laughs> to be happening? fair, that's not your fault. Male-dominated mm-hmm. occupations are those that, that are, are comprised. comprised that are comprised of twenty-five percent or fewer women yes.
2: i like that we still let you read it <laughs> yeah, even after you just, all of what this
0: you guys I, I, this is why i don't do the intros i don't do <laughs> you guys do the setup and i'll chime in when i need to <laughs> <laughs> come in with your dad jokes oh no. it's uh. you know it's just one of those days where your brain is just melted and it's yeah. just not nothing okay we love you we you give you shit you. because guys. we love you but we don't judge do you. we understand what this stat meant should i reread <laughs> We'll just,
1: one more time. Male-dominated occupations are those that are comprised of 25% or fewer women.
0: There you yes. go. Bingo. Bingo. Basically what I said. Bingo was his name. Uh, basically <laughs> what I said. <laughs> there we go. So, 25% of U.S. architects are female. 5.2% of U.S. aircraft pilots are female. Oh, Wow. 3.5% of U.S. firefighters are women. Whoa. That's higher than I thought. That's lower than That's I really thought. That's really low, I feel like. I've never seen a female firefighter. Really? Huh. Not even on TV? Yeah, on the TV no. I see them. Whoa. I've never really just seen firefighters in person, really. Neither do I. They're I'm always, always sure. fighting Mate fires. them in like regular people yeah. clothing. Or eating Or Or like like Chipotle date, or something. Yeah. You know? Oh,
2: man. Yeah. I feel like I always, I've never, I feel like I don't even know if I've ever met a firefighter. I feel like I hear about them. I know they're out there. I know they're out there. I feel like I'll hear like somebody, so and so is dating a firefighter, and you're yeah. like,
0: "Ooh, yeah. you can do that." Yeah. <laughs> what is this? the Sex in the City? I'm yeah, like, seriously. <laughs> I may have been on a few dates with a firefighter. You really? Would. Oh, I who haven't it. you gone on a few dates with? I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh 21.4 percent of u.s camera operators are female 7.8 percent of u.s aerospace engineers are female and 20 percent of u.s software developers are women Wow! so in the u.s That's... only 6.6 percent of women worked full-time in male-dominated occupations in 2017 wow. oh, i wonder what per- what the percentage is in comedy what would you guess i'm curious about that too i feel like it's obviously gotten higher right than it used to be right it's also hard because it's like okay what what
2: how do you qualify qualify as a comic i mean as far as like working full-time comics working full-time comics yeah Yeah, what do you think 15 10 to 15 yeah i would say that's probably that sounds right right
1: yeah it's, it's low, that's for sure
0: yeah yeah it's um, not
2: 3.5 though, man we gotta fight some fires. We do got to fight some fires <laughs> we got fight some fires uh, So why don't women participate in male-dominated careers? There are a variety of factors uh, so one lack of awareness. preconceived notions about career norms that women receive at a young age may minimize their participation or interest in certain careers hmm. which I think is totally true. I mean I feel like that for sure firefighting I feel like we all had a moment just now where we were kind of like oh, let me just imagine that for a second. Sure, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? Because when you do say firefighter, I do think of a hot man. And like a big guy. A big guy. Yeah. 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 I don't think of a woman, typically. And that's probably because of just, I think that is a preconceived notion. Yeah, well, think
0: about like growing up, like, I don't know, just like what society or maybe your family, like, encourage. Like, I remember, you know, at one point wanting to be a teacher and it's like, oh, yeah. You know, like, and, i don't know just the things that were encouraged i was never encouraged to like you know go into aerospace stuff or yeah yeah you know yeah. Be, a f- be a firefighter or any of that it was like oh do you want to be a doctor or a teacher or like i mean those are yeah. great professions too but yeah. it wasn't even really didn't feel like an option Interesting. yeah you know
2: yeah i think i agree with that
1: yeah
0: uh social background is another
2: factor cultural implications enable or disable female participation in male dominated fields. If a woman does not have parental or mentor, or mentor support to pursue a career, this can deter her success. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and finally, life priorities. Many women choose to put their role as a wife and mother ahead of their career decisions. For some, childcare costs are more than what they would earn in the workplace. So many women with kids simply cannot afford to work, which is so crazy, right. isn't it? <sighs> that like yeah. you can't go back to work because you, you can't it, afford
0: to work. You That's can't insane, afford to right? work. Yeah. yeah. I know so many people like, you know, bachelor's, master's degrees. They had careers, had kids, and now they're stay at home you know so stay-at-home so parents yeah. yeah and it's like i mean they i think they want to be so it's not like oh, they, they they feel like they have to like give up their career to do that but I'm, i mean it's a huge financial thing too yeah exactly. i mean it is sort of like living in la like living in la is almost like the kid
2: like we have to go on the road to make Afford money to kid. live here <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: you're so
0: right yeah but
2: then yeah. if you have yeah. to pay cat sitters yeah. It's like oh that's you
0: know. <laughs> yeah you're so right yeah yeah, yeah. also like that when way. you think when well, like back to elementary school and stuff like remember like speakers that would come in and like talk to your class and stuff i don't remember any like female you know uh, firefighters or astronaut type people coming in right like I, mm, no they're working <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> that's true yeah but I'm, I'm trying to think if i remember any like you know uh career day type of stuff like i never who the had one speakers were did
1: you guys have that? My dad would come to with schools to do yo-yo demonstrations. Oh, that's fun.
0: <laughs> that's a career that people would be like, wow, that's
1: an option? You it know? wasn't really like as, it wasn't part of like career day. He was just yeah. like the entertainment. Show and tell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. Yeah,
2: my dad came and taught music a couple times to like mine and my sister's classes. He'd like teach everyone recorder. Oh my God. Which, you know, is a skill that you can take with you into adulthood recorder. Oh my gosh. That is you so ever funny. seen anybody play recorder? <laughs> no, like, I'm not. Exactly. Not it's of a not grade a skill. Classroom. It's not a skill you need. That's... My dad didn't cheat wow. shit. Anybody. Ah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't
1: go to the symphony and see anybody with a recorder,
2: huh? No. I mean, I guess a clarinet is an adult recorder, which sure. I did play for the better part of six years. Perhaps an oboe.
1: Perhaps, yeah. an oboe. Perhaps an oboe. Perhaps an oboe. I think oboe's pretty hard. Oboe is hard. Yeah. Have you played it? Uh, no, but I've seen like people who go really... I mean, my dad is a symphony musician, and oh, so yeah. I grew up like seeing a lot of people do stuff, and I remember him always being like, yeah. Wow. That's a
0: lot of Oboe's where of it's stuff. at, huh? Oboe's a lot of stuff. Uh.
1: Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at Squeezed.com.
2: Do you think the symphony is a male-dominated field?
1: Yeah. Did you, did you play so. any instruments? I played flute for... Right, you played flute. Many years. The instrument years, of hot girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oh, was uh, my, my school too. <laughs> I yeah. was doing keyboard for a little bit too. Ken and I just got one as part of our wedding present and we've I been teaching that. ourselves how to play. it. Oh, that's fun. so fun. But yeah, um, I don't know how we got on. Oh, uh, in the symphony. I feel, I mean, there are definitely more men in the symphony than yeah. women. But no, I don't know by a ton though. But I do think it is a little bit more dominated there.
2: Yeah. But I think certain instruments are male dominated. I agree. I
1: was just going to say. I Trumpet. Agree.
0: Trumpet. Drumline, which I was on. A big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I, that was. Drumline is dudes a cool thing. Sausage Fest on that. Mm. <laughs> uh, so some of the challenges that
1: women face in male dominated industries. Number one, lack of support in inequ- and inequitable treatment. Uh, women receive lower economic gains than males in the same field in the U.S. Many of the best paying occupations are in male dominated industries, yet, women made less than men and median weekly earnings in every male dominated occupation in 2017
0: that sucks big boo
1: uh do you
2: feel like you've ever have you ever found out that a male comic got paid more than you for something
1: yeah but i i think the instances where i've learned somebody's paycheck being more than mine they're like a bigger comic than me so mm-hmm. I've never gone like, oh, it's because they're a guy. In those instances, right. I've been like, well, they're further Experience. along in their career. Yeah. So I don't know. But I don't know. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to ever just like look at a club's paybook and see who's getting what. Yeah. Um, I
2: do think it's easier. Um, and I'm sorry if we're talking about comedy too much, but this is what we do for a living. Um, I think that in like starting to headline, mm-hmm. I think it's easier for male comics to start headlining clubs. Than it is right. for female headliners. Mm. Um, I feel like we need more credits to headline.
1: Sure. And uh-huh. then I think
2: sometimes, but I and I think sometimes guys can be a little dismissive of like, oh well, you got it because you're a woman and there are less of you, which I think does give us a leg up in some ways in this sure. industry right now. Sure. Right now, yeah. Right now right. is the key key phrase there. But I do still think that like clubs and even like people just walking in off the street into a comedy club we get comments like that all the time after shows that like we don't like female comics but you were really funny like they just have like people just have this idea of like if they think of comedian they think of a man i think
0: right
2: yeah um i did i mean i found out uh the only thing i can think of really that i know wasn't about credits or anything is i was getting paid less to open for that church comic that i was really yeah which is not great. Wow. Yeah. When I found out, I was like, oh, that sucks. That's not cool. Interesting. But, you know, I'm always like, is it because I'm a woman or is it because I'm younger? Like, you never really know. Right. So there's a lot of factors. I just never
0: like the dismissive kind of culture of like, look, if a dude goes up and has like an okay set or an offset, they're like, ah, he's probably just working on new material. And if a woman gets up there and has an okay or offset, it's like, oh, she sucks. You know what I mean? It's like, I just hate that where it's like, Being a woman in a male-dominated field, wherever you might be, comedy or otherwise, it's like, don't you feel like you're going to have to, like, prove yourself even more? You don't get the benefit of the doubt. You don't get the benefit of just kind of phoning it in. Like, I don't feel like there's a lot of room for, at least that's how I felt. Like, I never felt like there was much room for, like, failure or trying it out. I felt like I had to go in there prepared almost every time I had a set of some kind. And I felt like so many dudes don't do that yeah and i'm like that's because i feel like there's a luxury there of not having to yeah i still feel that way
1: yeah i did a show last night that was like a small sunday show at like a wine cellar and i was like okay i'm obviously gonna work on newer shit here because it's this like kind of small show yeah but i still felt like i almost had to preface it with the crowd like that i'm about to switch from doing jokes that i know work into some new shit Just to, like, let even the other comics in the room know, like, hey, I'm about to say something I've never said before, so if it doesn't work, I don't want anybody to think I'm a bad comic. Right, right. Which, like, I don't want to have to feel that way, but there's still, like, that little insecurity of, if this goes poorly, then I'm not going to get any grace for it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. they we're talking about, you know, challenges women face. Uh, women experience sexual harassment in the workplace. In a 2017 survey, 62% of the women interviewed who work in male-dominated industries in the U.S. reported that sexual harassment is a problem in their industry compared to 46% of women working in female-dominated industries. Wow. That's still a lot. 46%. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, that's, I mean, which it's just shitty that that's, that's everywhere. Yeah. Um, have you guys dealt with sexual harassment in the workplace?
0: Yeah, I would say, um yes. <laughs> yeah. I would say since my very first job, um, yeah, like comments that should not be made. Um there was a, one place I worked, there was a bet going around on who could bone me first. Oh uh, can you believe? I Jesus, like, and I found so out later on and I was like, huh. Um Did you I, feel people trying? Um kind of a little but like it must have just been like a kind of a funny joke type of thing um but i've also like i feel like there's been uh, harassment by like women as well in like a weird way where there was um i've had a job where like they the reason that they wanted to put me in a specific position is because they wanted me to like be on display because they thought i was very attractive and they wanted me to like be the be face, the face of, the of the company and be the first thing people yeah. saw when they walked in. But I didn't want that job. I wanted a different job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look mm-hmm. and I basically found out about that. And I was like, I'm not I'm not taking that job. I don't want it. I want this other job where I'm not seen by anybody. Yeah. Because I don't want to be seen want by anybody. I wanna work people. in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I feel yeah. like there's even that kind of thing. It's like it doesn't always have to be like a dude saying something creepy. And then I just really did not like and this is and this is not it's uh, this is not always done like maliciously but I hated being called like honey or sweetheart instead mm, of my name. Yeah. I, like old dudes I'm like I've been working here for 4 years, you know my name, okay? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like I and so badly wanted to like kind of call them honey or sweetheart back, but I just yeah. like never did. I just didn't feel like you're not my dad yeah it's just i just i don't know learn the person's name and i know they're from a different generation where that was maybe more acceptable but i'm just like gross and creepy Just it's just kind of cringe cringe cringeworthy Yeah. yeah you know
1: yeah i i can't remember i feel like i've maybe shared it on the podcast before that one of my old bosses um maybe god five years ago longer than that um Where we all everybody in the office kind of just accepted that this guy was like a little off and nobody felt like actually like threatened by him. But the things he said were so wildly inappropriate that like when he found out I was a comedian, he came up to my desk and was like, I have a joke for you. Um, Why do women get their periods? And I was like, I mean, already right there. Huge yeah. HR yeah. red flag. Like, no, right. this isn't going anywhere. It's, right. That's going to yeah. be good. And I was like, um, why? And he goes, because they deserve them.
0: <gasps> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that is psychopathic behavior. And then he just uh, stared at me.
1: Oh, my god! While gosh. I was like wide-eyed, jaw to the floor. And then he goes, get it? <laughs> oh my god. Like, yeah, you hate women. Yeah, no, got yeah, got it. Got it, got it, oh got it. That you're insane what? and this isn't yeah. So that happened and then uh at the company holiday party, me and one of my um female coworkers had like she was she'd become one of my good friends, we had like our arms around each other and he came up to me and whispered into my ear. <gasps> Are you a lesbian? Because if so, it's a turn on.
2: Oh, my God. What? Okay. Yeah, that's a those are that's big ones. crazy. That's yeah. so much worse. Those are yeah. big ones. What? Yeah. You guys never complained? Oh, oh yeah. God. I mean, we talked
1: to HR about it and she okay. would constantly be like, you cannot be saying things like this to people. And he would be like, like, you're talking to me like a lesbian.
2: <laughs> oh. It's <German>. It's kind of <laughs> hot. I kind of like it. Being assertive.
0: Ooh. Um, yeah. That is. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, look, to be fair, look, I like to look at things from all perspectives. I could have been classified to, to you know, like, I felt like... Do
1: I, you think you made some dudes uncomfortable?
0: I've... You moved well, in with Cam. I, exactly. Like, I've dated <laughs> you co-workers. You sleazy, <laughs> sleazy <laughs> corporate I, Bad boss. I have <laughs> dated co-workers. I have said things to other people about an attractive new employee and stuff like that. Right. And so I have to also be aware of my own shit that, like, look... Yeah. I could have very, very well made people feel uncomfortable when I was like, wow, who's the new hot guy? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, shit. I was well, like when, when mean, we had Preacher on. Oh, <laughs> <right? laughs> yeah. We're like, and we're all oh, just take a like <laughs> off,
1: <laughs> licking our chops like a wolf in a cartoon. Like, ooh. Yeah. And we had to be like, hey, yeah. by the way, and so, did we just make
0: you uncomfortable? Sorry if we did. Yeah. So I was like, OK, I have to also be aware of that because not every dude wants to hear that or like not every other employee wants to hear that. Yeah. Yeah said some shit you know yeah. what i mean
2: yeah so. and like there it, comedy's weird because there's no hr department oh and everybody's God. just like hooking up and oh. saying shit so and like regulated so unregulated <laughs> and there have been times where like uh i told you a comic said something about my body and i was just like mm, i don't that makes me i don't mm. like that yeah and it's not like it wasn't like mean or anything it was just like i don't uh don't i don't need it don't need it didn't need to know that didn't need to know that that person even thought but like everyone yeah. whatever you're a dude i get it you just see pieces of us but um <laughs> it's that's what i don't like i don't like when people compliment parts of my body because it makes me feel like pieces right you <laughs> Not know a whole person like yeah chopped up it mm. makes me feel like they're like i like this slice of pie and right. it, which is not – it's not, like, accurate. I just don't mm, – I don't know. Because, again, weird. we do all the same stuff, too. Like, we've talked about that. I feel like yeah. we're like, what comics do you think are attractive? Right. But I don't know. There's well, just something about it that's
1: different. Yeah. It's hard, too, because guys see us go on stage and joke about sex yeah. and be really, like, you know, again, our acts are huge HR violations True. in a typical workplace. <laughs> yeah. And so then I think – sometimes you come off stage and whether it be like fellow you know a male comic or like an audience member they go oh well you were just talking about that on stage so now i can talk to you a certain way Mm -hmm. or touch you a certain way and you know when we did the me too episode i talked about my experience with a male comedian who uh you know like just kind of kept pushing things and pushing things until it was like you know a form of sexual assault and Mm -hmm. it went too far and uh this is a guy who just i think thought he could go there because like he saw me telling sex jokes on stage and that I would be, like, into that or something. Mm -hmm. And it was just... It's really hard in this job to, like, want to be yourself and be friendly with people and have people not get the wrong idea. Yeah. Yeah. I also
0: uh, always had a hard time trusting opportunities uh, in comedy because Mm -hmm. I'm like, do Uh they just want to sleep with me? Are they booking me because I think, like, they think that, like, okay, this is, like, a way to, you know, get to know me or whatever. Right. I mean, I feel like some I was proven that was correct and some not but like i never fully trusted like until much later on like okay i think i'm i think i'm getting booked because they like my comedy and stuff but it took a while to like kind of feel comfortable yeah and like it it was almost like god this is I just feel like there's, like, a they they expect, like, a quid pro quo here yeah. or some yeah. shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, and we're giving you this spot, so. Right. Yeah, like, scratch my back, scratch yours. Mm-hmm.
2: Luckily, don't I didn't don't get don't. hot until I was successful, <laughs> so I never worried about that. Shut I was also a um. child.
1: I was a baby, and so I did not ever think about that. Oh, my God. There's this sleazy booker here in L.A., and right when I first moved here, like, what 10 years ago for a couple summers he would do like bringer shows which if the audience doesn't know bringer shows are where like you get booked on something under the agreement that you're gonna bring audience members and this guy would get drunk on wine and his teeth Uh. would turn purple and he just was he'd always wear like an insane amount of just gasoline cologne just covered in this (gasps) potent smell and he would get drunk and he would kiss me on the top of my head what Uh. yes and then I would smell like him for 48 hours i couldn't get it off my body it was like a skunk it was so horrendous and so violating it was like that's how he would say goodbye to me is he would kiss me like directly on the very top center of my head i just it was so disgusting i fucking hated it and i very quickly
0: after that stopped doing that guy's show i I feel like i i had so many (gasps) not so great experience right off the bat with stand-up like, did you tell the story and I, you don't have to get into it if you don't yeah. want but
1: like about when you that guy asked you to go on the road yeah you talked so, about it on a me too
0: episode i don't know if i told you that's such an off. exact like for this episode of oh, like oh my god dude yeah. i bought i got booked to open for a headliner in vegas and uh, was told that what? separate rooms sep- you know pay all that stuff right um and you ten- drove there together right drove there together 10 minutes outside of the of the hotel that we're performing at our casino um oh I, I just i got news from the the um hotel that they don't have enough rooms for two of us so we're gonna oh have to gosh. share a room and i was like what do you mean like what that's doesn't seem right like what didn't they know that you're like bringing an opener and all that stuff yeah i guess there's like an event and they don't have oh. enough i'm like and i'm new and i'm like maybe this happens and this is like go with the flow thing and i'm like well separate beds obviously right yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Separate beds. So we do the show. Seems fine. Totally fine, right? I go up to the room um, first because I'm going to bed earlier. So I do the show and I go upstairs. And then he comes in later crawls into bed with me and tries to kiss me (gasps) and then i get mad i get mad obviously like what the fuck are you doing i thought you like brought me here because you think i'm funny and stuff he's like i do think you're funny but i also think you're like attractive and maybe you you know and i was like no like no no the answer is no and it even worse that like he was in a committed relationship i think he was just engaged to somebody like it was not good and um he ended up apologizing and i said something like uh well yeah thank you you should be sorry yeah <laughs> not feel yeah, good about that yeah. can you write down who it was because i think i remember but i forgot I'll, yeah i'll tell you after okay um, he's know. the worst <laughs> i hate this guy. and oh and gosh. uh i was and then he was like well I, I mean i apologize i was like so he was like basically took back the apology immediately anyway oh. um real winner so yeah and then um i yeah we drove back very uncomfortable didn't say much and then anytime i've seen him since i just you know kind of like we've never brought it up i just kind of avoid it there's been situations where like i may have like if it was somebody else i may have been like roped into like a group kind of something with that person and uh you know usually like just kind of avoid that like type of stuff but how would you not
1: start to worry that that's a thing though about like oh am i just getting booked because somebody wants to fuck me and when (sighs) Somebody books you and then tries to fuck you. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, how, as a woman, do you not start to question that shit? Yeah,
0: and so I got I got asked to go on the road again by somebody. Very nice comic, but I just didn't know. And I'm like, look, um, I've made up a lie. I'm like, I have to be back early in the morning for an appointment that I can't miss. And so, like, do you mind just, like, us going to do the show and then coming right back? And he's like, are you sure? Like, it's a really bad turnaround. Like, we can just get a hotel and stuff. And I, to this day, he was probably fine, but I was like, no, I will Mm, drive us. Yeah, we did a twelve-hour turnaround, you guys. It was going up to Northern California, did the show, and then we drove. I drove back immediately because I just didn't want to put myself in that situation. And I'm like, I just don't know. Like, and like you said, like you don't know if it's going to get bad. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be really exhausted. We're going to get home at like four or five in the morning. (sighs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And. and then there was also, this is kind of a tangent, but then I also had like a weird stalker situation from the first couple years of doing stand up. I had a guy come to like six different shows in mm. a row, try to give me gifts after the show. He would like sketch me when I was like oh my when God. He was in the audience, Ooh. showed up to my apartment. What? Yes. So there's oh. a, Yeah. So I was like I very, this. I was like very tainted by stand up so, so early on that I don't think I've. I, there's part of me that i don't think i like fully ever like wanted to get deeper into mm. and like to, you know get yeah. involved and i and i'm like i wonder if i had a different kind of experience or maybe those things happened later mm. that maybe it would have been like this less kind of like scary like vibe when i think about yeah, comedy, yeah. you know what i mean so that was just a couple oh. instances but yeah i yeah, don't know so dude gross. i don't know but it's like you why, we don't want to have to think about that shit I know you shouldn't have to think about that stuff it's already
2: hard enough just to do your job and do it well without having to worry about any of this bullshit
0: exactly I know
2: know. tips for how to excel in a male dominated career Uh, number one speak up and share your work your professional superiors are busy okay so let them know your skills and goals in their company let your boss know what upcoming projects excite you. Schedule a formal time once a month to let your boss know that you'd like to what you'd like to work on. Document all your work because it's hard to steal credit for public work. That's Love good. That. Yeah. And if you have a great idea, make a demo because it's hard to argue with a strong proposal. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hell yeah number two bond outside of the workplace but set your own boundaries some of the best career interactions come outside of the office make sure to join in on these social events even if they aren't your usual cup of tea i feel that way in comedy like hanging out like a lot of times i don't want to do it i yeah. do worry about giving people the wrong idea i am always really concerned about like okay how am i coming across do i seem like a dude or like a bro or whatever it's right. so stupid that you even have to think about it but mm. i do um And it is important to know when to protect the professional nature of your relationships. As software developer Patricia Ace advises yeah uh leave functions early before your colleagues are drunk because neither you nor they want you to know their inner thoughts i feel I like that was directly good.
0: uh to me at drunk delaney uh, at uh, oh. <laughs> work functions Yikes. i am super <laughs> drunk at work functions oh my god oh boy but yeah i think it's always good to like you gotta you gotta tell like your mentor mentor or your boss like what you're actually interested in like they might not know yeah you know like i remember I, my Uh, one of my previous jobs like when i found out about an opportunity i walked straight into my boss and i was like i want this because of x y and z i don't care about any of these other opportunities this is the only one i care about so will you please like consider me for it and then i got it because i was like hey i'm gonna walk in and just tell them what i want and so yeah just it could be as simple as that you know especially if like you um you know you've done a good job in the past and stuff so i think we also like we need to be more assertive as women too definitely and speak up i agree uh and number three get a sponsor a sponsor is a
2: mentor who will promote you within your organization and who has your back and will voice your value to the rest of the organization or company. So start building relationships with your boss and other senior leaders from the beginning. Uh, Camille Stewart, senior policy advisor for Google encourages women to proactively seek out a diverse set of mentors inside and outside the organization and industry, male and female, junior and senior. The intersection and synthesis of, of all this advice can provide the insight needed she said that's Mm. really good yeah Yeah. that's so applicable to lots
1: of different fields
2: yeah you got to find the people who are going to support you and make you feel less alone especially if you're in a field
0: like this absolutely and the people that will be in your corner
1: yeah agreed
0: Wow. Well, thanks for writing in and uh, saying that you wanted us to cover this, guys. Yeah. If you have any, I'm curious to know if any of our listeners work in uh, any of these professions that we've kind of mentioned or something that's, you know, very Mm -hmm. male dominated and how they've kind of navigated that as well, like what their personal tips have been and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have an iTunes review
1: of the episode. This is from Bombshell1022. It says, I just turned 40 and I'm a noob to podcasts. I have had some things recently changed my life and started spiraling into a dark web of fear, in- insecurity, and anxiety. I found the Self-Helpless Podcast on a whim when I searched anxiety. I listened to one episode and was hooked. It's refreshing to know that women of all ages experience the same kinds of feelings I'm having. Thanks, girls, for helping me to restore my confidence and for guiding me down the path to becoming mentally stronger. Aw, thanks so much. That's an awesome review. Thank you, thank you. Uh, As always, if you guys haven't yet, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's a chance to be featured on the show. Helps us a ton. Uh, Got some
0: segments. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Do it. Am I first? (laughs) Oh, well, I didn't think I
2: was, but I will now. Um, I uh forgot mine i'm gonna be honest (laughs) (laughs) do you want somebody
1: else to go i want someone else to go we're very real on the show you guys i forgot what it is and uh
2: i i think it was a self-careless but i can't oh you know what i got a good shit uh i i found it we we rummaged around in the garbage and we found something in there um i have a, a good shit i was on the road this weekend in st louis and it was kind of like it was not an easy weekend. It was tough. Like, I got delayed six hours. That's the fuck. I got delayed in Vegas for Ugh. six hours on Thursday. My show was supposed to be at 8. I landed at 9.30, and we drove straight to the club, and I still they just pushed the show back, and I still did oh, it. Oh, whoa.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, did I not? No, uh, I yeah. thought you had to miss it.
2: Nope, I thought I had to miss it, too, and I'm texting them from the plane. I bought Wi-Fi, and I was like, I'm so sorry. I've never missed a show. Oh. I, I'm so sorry, and they were just but like... It's not your fault. No, it wasn't, but they were like, no, 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 we, we, we sent out an email blast to everybody who had tickets, And told them that if they wanted to go to a Friday or Saturday, they could move to then. um, And that you might not make it, but you also might. And (laughs) then they started the show at 9.10. And were having people, like, basically tread water until I got there. So I got there at, like, 9.55. Went up at 10 o'clock. And some people had gotten there at, like, (gasps) 7.30. People had been there for a long time. Just waiting for the show to start. And so that's how it started. And then I had Morning Press on Friday. And then you're exhausted all day, and then Saturday I felt better, but my shows were not great on Saturday. And uh, throughout all of that, I did not take any clonopin.
1: Hey, which good job, felt dude. pretty good.
2: Thank you. Not Thank you. that I am against taking clonopin because I'm not, but um, I have been very, you know, open with my uh, psychiatrist about it, where I was just like, I don't want to get hooked on anything. I don't want to be addicted to anything and she's like yeah she's like well i'm not gonna give you enough to be addicted she's like yeah if you take one every day i'm gonna be concerned mm. uh-huh. and so she would said like don't try not to take more than three in a week and like when i was in tempe last week i took like four in a week so yeah. I, that was like every day needed to do it yeah. and um it's been hard to navigate because she's like you should take it when you're starting to feel anxious and i'm like well then i'll take it every day like i gotta right. it has uh-huh. to be like a last resort um and i going into all these road weekends by myself i have been like nervous about it and nervous about how it's going to affect me emotionally and all that and um you just never know and you can like only do the best you can but the fact that i didn't feel like i needed to take one or i didn't get to that point this weekend was like i felt very good about that it that made me feel awesome. like okay great I maybe i can do this and i'll be fine and you
1: know that's great that is Thanks. good i'm happy to hear that so that's fine yeah. nice. what do you guys got I have a good shit. Let's hear it. Um, I got booked to do the NBC show A Little Late with Lily Singh, which is a cool um, announcement for this episode because she, Lily Singh, is the first female late night host, so fuck yeah. She's working in a male-dominated field. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you don't know, her show just premiered, I think, like a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. Um, It's fairly new. It's on NBC, so it goes... Uh, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Late Night with Seth Meyers, and then Lily Singh as I believe like the one thirty a.m. spot. It's very very late at night. Um, but I was uh, I was in L.A. I had just flown back from I think New York the day before that. I'm like sitting in my bathrobe, chilling with my cats, and then my manager's called. It was maybe one in the afternoon, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we need you to sit down." And I was like, okay. And they're like, um, you just booked a little late with Lily Singh, and you're taping it today. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? And my brain <laughs> fell out of my asshole. Um, so I I literally had like five hours to get ready for a oh late God. night set, which is nuts. Um, It kind of could not have been more opposite of my experience with doing The Tonight Show because The Tonight Show I'd put in like a year – um in trying to get it like lots of setting tapes back and forth and then when i got it i had a month in advance so that was like a full month of just okay thinking yeah. about it all the time lots of anxiety lots of preparation this was um could not be more different they had a fallout a female comedian who i still don't know who it was i'd love to know who it was but um dropped out and then they contacted my management company and they're like we need a female comic who can do late night today wow. and yeah. my managers were like here's kelsey's tape and they were like right away were like perfect she's booked and my <laughs> managers awesome. called me wow. and they were like we wouldn't have even like put you up for it if we didn't know you could do it like yeah. you're a veteran we wouldn't send a client who's like never done late night before but like you got this you can do it so i was yeah. like Okay, if you say ah. so. Yeah, you know, like uh, my managers are awesome. Thank if they're listening. I love you guys. Thank you for uh, making me feel <laughs> they confident awesome. enough yeah. to do that. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I had I had no time to even like get nervous. Yeah. Right? Because I just was like, well, I have literally five hours until I'm on stage doing this. So I just showered, painted my nails. <laughs> tried to make sure i knew what jokes i was gonna say and it was such a lovely experience like everybody there was so laid back and nice um because lily singh is uh if you guys don't know she's like she's got, like 16 million youtube yeah, subscribers or something mad. like that yeah. oh, so she
0: started on like youtube stuff yes oh. yeah yeah and
1: now has her own late night show oh on God. nbc a late night talk host That's a late so talk cool. show host um so her so cool. her fan base is primarily also kind of like younger women and um small studio maybe like 40 people there again like very different vibe than the tonight show was the whole crowd was like young women and they were just so like sweet and um fun and the the set went great and then like afterward it just went back home like it just it taped like 20 minutes from My apartment. It was very laid back and fun. And um, the only thing that's kind of a bummer is that the set doesn't air until April. They pre-taped a bunch of episodes. So it's not the typical like late night thing where it airs the next night. Have to wait till April for it to come out. But um, yeah, it was like it felt really good. And I feel like I've been saying a bunch on here maybe in the last few months about how like I just got to focus on what I can control, which is, like, mm-hmm. my jokes and my yeah. content and that, like, the credits, like, they'll keep coming when they're supposed to come, but I can't control them. And yeah. it's, like, almost as soon as I said that, then, like, one literally fucking came in with five hours notice, which is yeah. yeah. so insane. That's so but cool. But I almost would prefer that going forward. I know that's, yeah. like, not, probably not possible. <laughs> I know. But, like, it was kind of nice. I never thought that somebody as type A as me would, uh, like, enjoy doing something with that short of notice. But, yeah. um... I think that was much healthier for somebody with my uh, anxiety than having a month to like obsess and forget. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: That's how how I feel about death. I just (laughs) want it to like
1: happen (laughs) and I don't want to have time to think about it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's most, (laughs) right? not most people. Maybe some people want a month to go, like, I got to do all these things I want to do. Well, no, those people oh are dumb. God, <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with, sure. that train,
0: <laughs> with that train, baby. Hit me with that train, baby. so funny. <laughs>
1: anyway, that's my good shit. So I'll, that's I'll make it. Another... I can't wait to
0: see it. <gasps> Thanks. I know. It's going to be fun. But it's like uh, your birthday surprise. Yeah, it'll be. It comes you know? out the week of my birthday. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so we'll definitely give it a shout out on the podcast when it's coming so you guys can set show DVRs or see it online.
0: But yeah. yeah. Good stuff, guys. I don't. You know, uh, usually I feel like I've been doing a lot of good shits recently. And, you know, I'm going to do a de fuck because uh, I don't really have anything specific, but I'm just kind of feeling like, pfft, like a real blah week. Pregnant? You know? no. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: That was too much negativity in <laughs> second. yeah, 60 like, seconds.
0: Maybe pregnant. I'm like, I don't think that's it.
2: But um, oh whenever someone God. says off or like off balance, oh. I'm like pregnant.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you just kind of like get into and you're just like, I oh. don't i don't know i can't pinpoint anything it's just kind of like just feel off just feel like "Ah, my motivation isn't you know what would help you feel better um that's a good question you want us to
2: take you out dancing (laughs) Ooh, that'd be fun (laughs) you need a
0: little booze i'm I'm such an enabler i think dancing (laughs) i mean i think that's what makes me feel better yeah that's very sweet i maybe i think it's just like I, wrap
2: you in a blanket really really tight yeah. and feed you things that that's was so it made that, me sounds,
0: <laughs> that sounds very good i think it's like um i just put a lot of like self-imposed pressure on myself for like work related things and my businesses and stuff and like i don't know i, I my, my self-care just kind of goes out the window yeah. and i think i just have a, i have a hard time kind of uh, balancing that a little bit better implementing that more and like yeah i just kind of like i just kind of feel like yeah right yeah. now but you know i'll i'll be fine yeah. you know like I'll, but you'll, you'll shake it in, off not in like a bad way but you, like when you kind of get to, when you get to the point where it's like what's the point of all this anyway yeah. but not like a i'm you know i'm yeah really super super depressed but just kind of like what what's up? what i just i'm just gonna go out and do this thing because like yeah. who cares yeah yeah right well, i get that so, yeah if but can i don't help you i don't really know, know. Yeah. my god he... <laughs> you're not pregnant <laughs> i don't think so it's well i guess that's another not a defuck but um uh, maybe it's a defuck slash good shit i feel like the kid thing has been coming up a lot like i feel like we've all been trying to like figure out that whole situation and um, I don't. Yeah, I think Cam and I have discre- uh, de- agreed not to have kids. Yeah, big we've decision. come to that decision, which yeah. was a, was I was like really teetering back and forth a lot. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess that could be my segment. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Hey, That's yo. pretty good. It's yeah. A big one, yeah. That's So we go
1: Oh well, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. When does this come out? This comes out on the 11th, the 11th. of November um you guys can go to kelseycook.com for tour dates i'm taking most of this last half of the month off because i'm getting my molds removed and i'm under doctor's orders to not move my face a bunch
0: Ooh, i mm. wonder if your throat thing will get better when you're not talking I know. And it's Doing so like stuff. Ugh
1: hurts right now uh-huh. but um yeah so go to kelseycook.com go watch the risk of fury episodes there's going to be some new ones uh on the youtube channel by the time this comes out so go check them out I'm at uh, the Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle
2: in Royal Oaks, Michigan, November 21st through the 23rd, and then the comic strip in Edmonton, Canada, um, December 12th through the 14th. Nice. And I'm probably exhausted after my taping. And, um, you know, I'll be in LA and New York during that time also. So just keep an eye on ttomcomedy.com or my instagram where i post a lot of shows there
0: you go and i just want to tag or plug dicksbydelaney.com uh you know just uh get your dick cartoon orders in because we're gearing up for the holidays christmas time we're ready for all your white elephant gifts and stuff so we're just having a blast with all that so hit that up love you guys love ya talk to you next time Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We love you guys so much. There are a few different ways you can support our show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us move up the charts. You can also tell a friend about the show, post it on social media, and you can join our Patreon. It's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content, ways to interact with the show. That's at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. And if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com, that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you?
0: You can find me at delaneyfisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find ticks by Delaney there. Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything
1: else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at KelseyCookComedy. Twitter's at KelseyCook. Uh, please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrists of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys and we will talk to you next time. Bye bye.
0: bye. bye.